Welcome, welcome to Conversations with Koji. My special guest is Calais Stewart. You know her as a actress, infertility advocate, reproductive health, all, all the things, CW All-American. I mean, please introduce yourself to us because you know the bio is very long. That's when you know you've done some things. So yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, hello. My name is Calais Stewart. I'm originally from Philadelphia, but I'm out here in La La Land in Hollywood. <laughs> where I started off as an actor, I then became a writer. And through my own personal journey of freezing my eggs, I decided to write a screenplay called 29 Eggs, which is how many eggs I froze when I was age 37. And I sold a screenplay about that to Lifetime Network. And we were ready to shoot, but then COVID hit. And so since that shut it down, I started to advocate online. And so now gratefully, I humbly um, get to mm. serve my community, Black and Brown folks in the, mm. in the space of proactive fertility health. Yeah. I love that. But you know what? It When COVID hit, so many people, I mean, I was working because I'm a first line worker, but so many people got creative. So many people figured out a way to make money during COVID so the fact that you're like, yeah, mm, production shut down, but guess what? I flipped it. And now my presence is, I mean, because you're everywhere. I always see you all over talking about reproductive health, advocating for women's health. And um, I'm just like, okay, I have to talk to you. I have some questions. <laughs> I need to go to an expert. So <laughs> yeah, um, I want my first question to you, honestly, is, you know, a lot of times they say you have to have children by a certain age. You have to be married by a certain age. Usually it's what, 25, 30 or whatever they say. And at your age, like you said, you were 37. Mm -hmm. So so give us that journey because I'm going to tell you, my mom, she had her child at 47. I have a brother who's 22. Amen. Amen. You see how we can defy the odds? You understand how Black Girl Magic really works? Yeah, I was in a seven-year relationship, and Mm -hmm. um, it didn't result in marriage. And to be honest, I should have left that relationship two years in. So Mm -hmm. I was one of those people, as we often lie to ourselves, and we sometimes fall in love with potential instead of the actual truth. And um, I stayed five years past the expiration date. And so when that relationship was over, you know, Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be a mother. I was 37 years old and I was terrified because I was like, oh, my God. And it hit me that Mm -hmm. I gave away my best baby making years to the wrong man and the wrong relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I was one of those women that thought, you know, I'm going to get married. Then I'll get pregnant. It'll all work out. I was going to cross that fertility bridge until I got to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we broke up on a Sunday, the Philadelphia Eagles were playing the New York giants. I'm from oh, Philly. Like I said, the Eagles won. God. He's from New York. The giants lost. And then by Wednesday, I Girl. was at the fertility clinic and I was like, do I have any eggs left? Is, is it dry up there? What's, 
what's going on. And <laughs> not, luckily, not I mean, it's true because I had never tried right. to get pregnant and I had never looked into my fertility health. So, so mm-hmm. to fully answer your question, when you mm-hmm. say what, what age, medically speaking, they would want mm-hmm. you to get pregnant as soon as possible. Women are born with all the eggs they are mm-hmm. ever going to have. Right. So we don't make more. And the older we get, our eggs get older. The percentages mm-hmm. go down. Um, but for me, luckily, I was a candidate to freeze my eggs. And in one round, I got 29 eggs frozen. 32 eggs were retrieved and 29 were frozen. So that just goes to show you that our fertility, it differs from person to person. But if yes. what I learned from it is. Mm-hmm. There are two tests. You can take an AMH test, which is your anti-malarian hormone. It's a blood mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. And your FSH, which is your follicle stimulating hormone. Mm-hmm. And that will give doctors and yourself a gauge about how many eggs you have left. That's called your ovarian reserve. Nobody told me that. Every Damn. year when I go to the gynecologist, nobody told me that there was. Yeah, ain't nobody told me that. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that's part of what this conversation is so important about. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad mm-hmm. to be here. Yeah, because uh, nobody tells you that. They just, you know, time for the annual. You got to do, 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 what's going on. We got to do this. We got to do that. Do the blood workup. And the blood workup, I mean, working in the medical field is usually just your chemistries, your hematology, signing your coags, and that's it. And they send y'all about your way. You're good. Your urine good. Your blood good. Bye. They don't tell you about that. I know. And it's a simple little prick. You can, and also there are at home kits that will give women an understanding or those that identify as female and have ovaries because not all people that identify as female are born with ovaries. Thank and you. Not, okay. And so, and also not born with uterus. There's, there's something called MRKH. So we have to understand what's going on. So a lot of times mm-hmm. when somebody is having an infertility issue, they yes. don't know it until they're trying to get pregnant. And yes. unfortunately, it's something that could have been caught a long time ago mm-hmm. if we had gotten that AMH mm-hmm. test or if we had gotten checked for fibroids. And, you know, fibroids aren't curable. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is be proactive about your yes. fertility health. We're taught sex education in school, but we're not taught reproductive health. That's so totally right. different. You are so right about that. That And even in school now, you know, they I think they don't even teach, teach uh, I think they call it health, but I don't even know if they teach health. I don't know what the school system is doing these days, but um, I know back in my day, I at least got a little sex education, a little some little biology of the body or some human anatomy, physiology, but um, the confusion about who can, who can't. What that looks like, like you said, some women don't have a uterus, you don't have ovaries. So it, it kind of irritates me online when people are like, why you don't want kids and what, you know, all this pressure to have kids. And I'm like, do y'all understand that some people can't have kids? Some people don't know if they can. Like, like you just really don't know all these assumptions. And some people don't want kids, which is absolutely the okay, absolutely great. I mean, (laughs) I'm a fertility advocate, and I advocate for the people that don't want 
to have any type of child come out mm -hmm. of their body. I totally mm -hmm. understand that, mm -hmm. you know, and in this society, it's interesting. When I was born, my mom always tells the story, Mama Stu, as we call her, mm -hmm. um, always tells the story that she didn't want to have another child. So I wasn't really supposed to be here if it was up to her. Um, mm. My daddy did. And um, so they went on vacation and then they smuggled <laughs> me back in through customs. But okay. That part. But when um, when I was born, you know, she told the doctor, tie my tubes. She was done. And back then, my father, he had to legally sign in order for her to get her oh. tubes tied. Yeah. And, you know, because the husband had domain right. over and autonomy over That's a woman's right. choices and bodies. We and want property. Correct. And now my, now just so you have an introduction into my mother, into Mama Stu, she took obey, obey out of her wedding vows. So that tells you the type of she woman. She was the woman who did that. She saw was. that online. Yes. And they were having a fit a over fit. when the, when the pastor said obey and she was like, uh, obey. Yeah. Uh, uh. Mm -mm. My mom went to her yes, pastor prior to the wedding and said, take it out. And I mean, right now, do not even say it to us because it's not going, it's not coming out of my mouth. And he took it out. So my father knew the woman that he married. He knew who he married. So he didn't want to sign the piece of paper. And she looked at him. She said, let me tell you something. You can have another baby. You can have all the babies you want. Just not with me. I'm done. So you either sign those papers or you want to sign a divorce paper. Just your choice. So he signed the papers. He's wow. madly in love with my mother. But madly you know, love, madly in love. But pregnancy is it's not easy. It's oh. hard on our body. Raising hmm. children is hard. And my mom grew up at a time where, like you brought up earlier, you were supposed to go to college, you were supposed to get married, you were supposed to mm -hmm. have children. Mm -hmm. And so she was following that course. And I remember when I froze my eggs, when I woke up, you know, the mm -hmm. doctor said to my mom, you know, your daughter is a feisty one. She was arguing with me the whole time before I put her under. <laughs> I mean, it was just a lot. And my right. mom said, who are you telling? Because if they were doing this back in my day, her ass would still be frozen. And as funny as that it was. That's a word. That's a word. And, and as much as I laughed at it, I was like, mom, why'd you say that? And then she said, well, listen. I don't regret having you, your brother. I wouldn't take one day back, but I didn't have this option. I didn't have the choice to preserve mm -hmm. my fertility and travel or do something I wanted to do in my career or wait until I had the perfect house or mm -hmm. just spend time getting to know myself. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have the option of using this medical procedure to give myself time to grow up enough to have a child at a time that I felt more prepared. And I'm so proud of you that you took this option into your hands and you took control of wow. your fertility future. So it's mm -hmm. a, it's a, it's a big deal. The same woman that was telling her husband to sign that paper right. because she was done was telling me that's right. You know, cause she helped me freeze my eggs mm -hmm. and I'm so glad you're doing it because it wasn't available to her. I love hearing that. Cause it's, Oh Lord. It's mm -hmm. just so, it's so unfortunate how many hurdles we've had to overcome as yeah. women, especially black women. Um, and it, it, when you talk about the maternal 
you know, we talk about the death rate. We talk about um, how we are in pain going to the hospital. And when doctors don't believe we're in pain, like um, I've had issues with my ovaries. Like I've had an ovarian cyst. I had the surgical procedure and had that one removed. But I do recall them not believing just how much in pain I was uh -huh, uh -huh. hurting something hurting down there. Like, you know, you start trying to point to where this is and that is. And I was just like, I know my body. Like I told the doctor, I was like, I have bad cycles. I knew that. I mean, I've had a cycle since I was nine. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mm -hmm. developed early and I, it scared the shit out of me. Like what's I'm nine years old? What is this? Um, but I've always had really, really bad cycles and um, I knew something was wrong. I was like, this is not correct. So they did more tests, ultrasound, all the things. And they were like, Oh, you have a cyst. Like, yeah, we understand why you're in so much pain. I hate when that happens. And I'm like, mm, really? So I had the procedure um, and that was removed. And I then later discovered I had endometriosis. I was like, oh, hmm. well, all right. A lot of things are making sense. Mm -hmm. um, I have epilepsy. So my pregnancy years ago, I mean, my son is 25, it was high risk. So I went to the doctor every week. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So I've always had reproductive health and issues. And I've always said like, okay, I'm never having another baby, even though I want, I want another baby. I, I want, I love kids, you know, I'm everybody's Tata, but, um, it's a yeah, it's too much for my body. I don't want to carry, you know, I don't want to be the one to carry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, as a lesbian, I'm like, uh, I would prefer if my more feminine partner, like I, I'll be over here, you know, pop my collar. Yeah, I got it. I'm good. <laughs> but um, let me rub your belly, baby girl. No man, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but I want I want kids, yeah. I hear that. If I if I may, I'm gonna address a couple of things that you Please said because you said do. a lot. You said a I lot. I did. And let me just say, like, thank you for saying a lot. Like, thank you for going through everything that you went through. Thank you for mm -hmm. shouting, you know, at the rooftops that you were in pain and not mm -hmm. allowing yourself to be dismissed and for sharing that publicly and allowing your audience to hear that because we need mm -hmm. to align with each other and understand that we're not the only ones. So I first and mm -hmm. foremost want to just give you, you praise and honor for that. And, and yes, in terms of the black maternal death rate and pain not being believed, I think one of the things that we have to um, know as black people is that we have a valid mistrust of the healthcare mm -hmm. in this country, you know, black women dating back, you know, to when we were enslaved Africans, mm -hmm. J. Marion mm -hmm. Sims, J. Marion Sims was a doctor um, in the U.S. that the U.S. calls the father of gynecology, you know, one of the most esteemed doctors of gynecology. Mm -hmm. Well, he did test on enslaved African women without mm -hmm. anesthesia. 
without anesthesia. And oh, so my Lord. this is who we're deeming as the father of gynecology. I have a reason to not trust. So let me start there. So I just want you to, the history of mm -hmm. Black people in this country, how we got here, how, mm -hmm. you know, um, Henrietta Lacks, um, all of Oh, I love Henrietta. Yes, honey. Yeah, all of the things Read that, the book. That, yep. Exactly. All the things that mm -hmm. went on, if people, um, we need to continuously educate ourselves about yes. why there is a very valid mistrust. So what you're feeling is valid. That's number one. Number mm -hmm. two, you. Um, you also need to be able to empower yourself to find another doctor, another yes. clinic, another hospital. Yes. You know, there is nothing wrong with going to doctors that look like you. There's nothing wrong. Sometimes we feel like when we go to a doctor that they are the hierarchy because they're the scientists. They know more than we do. And we never even investigate a second choice, a third choice. Ask yourself, yeah. you need to be interviewing your gynecologist, your fertility specialist. You need to take a tour around town to see who speaks into your listening. This is your body and this is your care. You don't have to go with the first choice just because this was the first one on the list that your insurance carrier, you know, mm -hmm. occupies. Understand that you have choices in this journey as well. Um, so that's number two. What you said about having bad periods is number three that I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. You said, I always had bad periods. I started my cycle when I was nine years old. So here's the thing. We have normalized bad periods in the African-American community, bad menstrual yeah. cycles. Oh, she's yeah. just on her period. She mm -hmm. bleeds, she bleeds yeah. heavy. She's staying home from school because she has bad periods. I want to say very loudly and clearly to anybody that can hear my voice, there is no reason for you to have a bad period unless there is an underlining condition. Bad periods are always an indication that there is an underlining problem that you are not yet aware of. A bad period is a symptom, just like when you have a headache. Mm -hmm. And you are trying to, you take a Tylenol or an Advil mm -hmm. that may not necessarily, that may take away the symptom, mm -hmm. but not, but not cure what caused the headache. What caused it? Right. Were you dehydrated? Were you too hungry? Mm -hmm. If you have mm -hmm. a bad period, you have to ask yourself, what is causing this? Fibroids. You mentioned endometriosis. Mm -hmm. To be clear, to fibroids. The, fibroids mm -hmm. are something that we that we fibroids. Just so everybody knows, is a non-cancerous tumor that is mm -hmm. inside or outside of the uterus. Sometimes both. They come in multiple. Sometimes they're as small as your pinky finger, and sometimes they're as big as a watermelon, um, depending. And they can be in clusters. They can be all over. They cause infertility. Sometimes they don't cause a problem. There's things to know. But heavy bleeding, blood transfusions, fibroids are something that if if it is extreme, can kill you. Mm -hmm. Something people mm -hmm. need to know is your period is a vital sign. Let me make that very clear. The same oh, way oxy your oxygen levels are mm -hmm. a vital sign. Your mm -hmm. heartbeat is a vital sign when people take your pulse and mm -hmm. you work in healthcare. So, you know, the mm -hmm. menstrual cycle is a vital sign. Anything that can bring life or cause death is a vital sign. So people that have ovaries and that bleed once a month or every other month or however your cycle goes, mm 
that is a vital sign. So treat it as such. You also mentioned endometriosis. For those listening, endometriosis is when the lining, the blood lining that is supposed to be inside of the uterus, when a mm -hmm. fertilized egg attaches to the endometrium lining inside of the uterus, it then is an active pregnancy and it multiplies. What endometriosis is, is that lining is outside of the uterus. Mm -hmm. So it's not in the correct place. And mm -hmm. that can cause a lot of pain, something we call chocolate packets. It can, mm -hmm. it can build up over time. And oftentimes people may need a medical procedure um, in order to clear that out. So that's why I said you, you went through a lot. So I understand when you say, <laughs> I may want Girl. another baby, I may want listen. another baby, but I ain't trying to carry it. Listen, so, listen. Mm -hmm. no matter whether it's your partner that is carrying mm -hmm. or whether you want to use a gestational carrier or a surrogate, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, go ahead and do it. Because like my yeah. mama said earlier, when I was talking about my mama, these mm -hmm. options weren't available to available. her. Yeah. So how dare we not take advantage of how far we've come? How mm -hmm. dare we not take advantage of what Henrietta Lacks went through? When mm -hmm. all those women that I just mentioned that J. Mm -hmm. Marion Sims did that to, like we're here and, and we're going to stay here. And right. we're going to believe our pain because we're not going to shut up about it. Right. And conversations like this, conversations with Koji, these are the conversations that will help us not feel alone and yeah. empower ourselves to find out what's wrong. Why is my period bad? Because it, it, it's not a thing. That's a myth that has to be debunked. If auntie says, oh, you just have a bad period, tell auntie, no, there's something wrong. Listen, that That's has right. always been. Forever, you're so right. Like, I mean, and even in movies, television, movies, everybody, the bad period is, oh, oh, don't pay no mind. She just, she just on her cycle. Don't worry about it, girl. I'll take some PMS. I mean, can you imagine how much money too has been made? Like, like you said, it's an underlying condition. It is a vital sign, right? The cycle is a vital sign, which, by the way, is definitely the title of this episode because. Duh, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, I was and like, true. ooh, yeah, true. It, mm -hmm. the cycle is a vital sign. But if you just think about financially, how much money is been made by pharmaceutical companies because we are always said, you in pain? I'm on my cycle. That's a bad period. Go take an Advil. Go take a Midol. PMS. P like, how many things are on the market these days that have basically pampered us, right? Has basically put a pacifier and said, here you go. Okay, you feel better now? You know, I mean, and just pushed us on. And so many women, like you said, are just like, oh, man, my period was so bad this month. I took some Advil, drank some tea, and da 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 And you put money in their pockets. And then you go to the doctor, say, I'm in pain. Mm, what's your pain level? Is it one? Is it five? Is it 10? I'm hurting. Like, don't take blood work and then call you in a couple of days with the results. No, 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 no. Don't prescribe me no, no tramadol, naproxen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Cause mm -hmm. then guess what's going to happen? Then you're going to get addicted. See, all this is cyclical. Like mm, say we're in pain, go to the doctor, 
They may send us home with a bunch of medicine, call you in a couple of days with your blood work and the pain medicine that they put us on. Some people get addicted to, or you keep going back to that same pain medication every time your periods are bad when really no, you should be going to see a specialist, like you said. You should be having the, what is the name of the test you said? Ovarian? Um, well, for the fertility or, what or we, for... What are we... Um, oh, the fertility diagnostic test? Or you mean... Well, no, no, no. Um, no, not fertility diagnostic. Was that for the ovarian screening? That was a fertility, right? Oh, no. For, an ultrasound will tell people if you have fibroids. Endometrio right. Like an ultrasound if you're in pain. Um, right. Endometriosis is usually diagnosed through surgery, believe it or not. Um, yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of different tests that can happen. Basically, the basic thing to what you're saying is that mm -hmm. We don't want to be treating the symptom. We want to find out what's causing the pain. Yes. And what we need to know as a society is that people that identify as female and that do have a cycle, if you have to stay out of school or out of work, if you are doubled over in pain, mm -hmm. heavy bleeding, mm -hmm. feverish, chills, there is something wrong. Mm -hmm. That is not normal. Do not mm -hmm. normalize bad cycles, especially in the black community. That is something that we normalize because as we talk about the fact that doctors don't believe our pain and it's true and some do, mm -hmm. we're not saying all here. Okay. Right. But this right. is our lived experience. Mm -hmm. We also have to know that sometimes we normalize our own. Don't be superwoman, girl. Don't something, something is wrong. Don't say, yeah. Oh girl, I just have bad periods. That's no, no, my no, problem. Don't. There's something else mm -hmm. going on and you always have to investigate what that is. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, audience, please investigate. Don't do like me and, and bleed for a long time and then find out you have huge polyps and have to yeah. have an emergency surgery. OK, so. Yeah, oh. <laughs> don't don't try to don't try to be like me. <laughs> don't, no. don't try to be like me and be like, oh, it's just a fistula. Mm -hmm. oh, it, I'm just having a no. Mm -mm. We gotta That's start listening to us bodies for real and talking about it. Talking about it, and our elders in our family need to talk about it. If they went through yes. fibroids, tell the youngins that you had fibroids, Please and you had endometriosis, that you miscarried. Tell them because it's the only yes. way we'll know. You know what I mean? To what what to look out for? But you know what. Honestly, Kelly, Kelly, sorry. You know what? It comes with, I think, too, in our community, there's such a like shame to certain mm -hmm. conversations, especially mm -hmm. women, you know, and um, I, th I feel like people kind of are silent on so many things. And this is one of those conversations that they don't want to talk about. It's like, oh, I'm all right. I'm just having a bad day. Uh, you know, oh, I'm my cycle bad, or like you said, I'm in pain. But is it is it a lot of pain? Is it a ten? Maybe it's mm -hmm. a five. You know, mm -hmm. like we try to self-diagnose because we're kind of afraid of what are those results? Mm -hmm. What are those results? Especially, my grandmother died of ovarian cancer, and so you go to the doctor in fear. A lot yeah. of people 
don't want to go to the doctor because of fear. It's a fear because so many people in your family being black, the percentages, heart, cancer, whatever, all you're thinking about is, oh my God, such and such died, such and such died. And there's a fear and you're, you're not saying, the question should be, am I in pain enough to where I need to be okay, basically. You know, mm-hmm. you need to be concerned about yourself, mm-hmm. about the fear. You need to be concerned more about yourself. And I think what you're saying is true. We do have an internal shame and we have to break it. But that's why things like conversations with Koji is so important because oh, people that will hear this will know that they're not alone. will go, mm-hmm. maybe that light bulb will go off. Somebody that mm-hmm. has bad periods has normalized it. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with everything that you're saying. And I think it's our job to break generational curses the same way we want to break them with, you know, childhood traumas or the mm-hmm. way this happening mm-hmm. with this person in my family. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm going to break the curse or the curse mm-hmm. of nobody went to college. I'm nobody went to one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to break the curse and say, and That's I'm so going to be the one, I'm going to be the woman that talks out loud about the issues that happen below my belly button. And I'm right. going to make sure that all of my little guys and aunts and nephews and everybody understands it. Because let me tell you something, even though it's our bodies, men also even whether they are our brothers, our uncles, mm-hmm. our partners, our friends, mm-hmm. they also need to know what's going on. Because as yes. I said, I was in a relationship for seven years, gave away my best baby making years. I was in a relationship mm-hmm. with a man. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, you know, one of the things that I've done in my fertility advocacy is mm-hmm. I created a partnership with Evite. And I have invitations and I'm sure we'll talk about that, but I have invitations for those on the journey to parenthood showers for us instead of just baby showers. And, um, but one of the things that happened when that came out is a man reached out to me and was like, uh, can you give me some information on fertility clinics? Because I was with this woman for a very long time, like four or five years. And after I heard you say you gave away your best baby making years, I realized I wasted her time. And I didn't realize what I was doing because I always talk about the fact that you're not just giving away your time, your energy, your effort into that relationship. Right. If you you have ovaries with eggs, you're giving away your biology. That's very true. Giving away your biology. biology. And when you Mm. think about it that way, you will get out of that expired relate. You will be like, yo, he ain't worth my biology. I'm tripping. True. That's true. And so this young man reached out because he was like, I want to help her freeze her eggs. And I thought, oh, you know, they will step up and do different when they know different. Right. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. I love that you have a partnership with Evite. I mean, you brought it up, but I love that you have a partnership with Evite. Um, Can you please expand on that a little bit more? Well, I was on the Sherry show, my good friend, Mm -hmm. Sherry Mm Shepard, and I had thrown an egg shower with Laurel Fertility Care here in California. When I was freezing my eggs, there was no shower for me. There was no celebration, you know, Mm -hmm. and I thought about the fact that those people that are going through infertility or like myself that are delayed 
in the journey, not denied, mm-hmm. but delayed. Mm-hmm. Delayed, um, not denied. Correct. When we get mm-hmm. baby shower invitations, as happy as we are to celebrate our friends and our coworkers and our family members, so especially true. if you are infertile, or especially if you have an underlying condition that's inhabiting, um, that's not that's inhibiting you from being able mm-hmm. to get pregnant naturally. Um, those baby shower invites become very triggering. And it's not that you don't want to go, but sometimes you can't go. Sometimes the tears are too heavy that day. It's not that you're not happy for your friend, but sometimes you're jealous of your friend because you're giving yourself shots in your in your stomach and in, in your abdomen and you're behind every day trying to have this baby. And it is depressing. Mm-hmm. It is hard. It is draining your pockets. It is breaking up your relationship. You don't believe in God anymore. You are going through mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. to a family. And I thought about the fact that who's going to throw a shower for those people? Because they deserve it too. Their journeys deserve a shower too. Yes. My journey, my journey just because I'm single and, and waiting for the right person and preserving my fertility, that's a step that I'm taking towards my future the same way my pregnant friend is. So who's going to throw me a true. shower? So I said, I'm oh, going to. So I partnered with Evite after the Mm -hmm. Sherry show. They saw that Mm -hmm. episode and they reached out and Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with them. And I said, how about not just an IVF shower invite or an egg shower invite? Let's do a whole new category. And it's called Parenthood Journey. And it's so so therefore it's not a place where you get triggered. It's a place where you get celebrated and you get seen and you are valued and you are heard. They're IVF showers, rainbow baby showers for those that are pregnant after experiencing loss, adoption showers, uh, surrogacy showers, as well as egg showers when you're freezing your eggs. And I designed my very own egg shower invite. I love that. That is amazing. And I love how you break that down because as you were talking, you know, like I said, my sister, she's pregnant and she just put out her shower invitations. And I've never, ever thought about that before, even though we just had a conversation about all the things, right? But some of the closest things to you, um, you tend to forget others, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you really do. Like, especially if it's something you're excited for. Like, my sister's excited for her new baby girl. I'm excited because I love kids. And, you know, I will let her have one myself. But, you know, um, and I'm so excited. And even though I know this very quickly, designed your egg shower, Evite. Yes, it's a premium. It's a premium Evite, y'all. Okay. So premium can Evite, y'all. Premium. <laughs> I got she threw that in there. You it's can't play her. It's, it's, it's her design. Yes. <laughs> you can't play with me. It's my design. It'll mm-hmm. say egg shower. Um, and Kelly Stewart. My name is next to it. And my okay. design. And but I have to say, because everybody, Olivia Pollock, Karen Graham, David, the CEO of, of Evite. We're so enthusiastic. Now, here is the top online invitation platform that reaches over 100 million users. 
And they could not have been more welcoming and open to me to serve the infertility community and those on the journey of parenthood. And they were like, we're a party platform. And this was a void that we didn't know we were missing. And thank you. Thank you for bringing this to our attention because Mm. sometimes we listen. And I said to them, this was just something I decided to do for myself and other people. Mm -hmm. So when I throw them with fertility clinics, egg showers, we give away a free egg freezing cycle. Um, We gave away two egg freezing cycles here in Los Angeles uh, for um, contest winners. Yeah. Oh, I don't play Mm -hmm. no games. I don't play no games in these fertility. Oh, wow. Wait, wait, hold on. Yes. Two beautiful black women won um, free egg freezing cycles plus one year storage. One was in the military. So while she was in the military, her eggs declined. Another was actually an egg donor in college. She was donating um, and other people were having um, children. And then when she was trying, it was it was it was problematic because she has PCOS. So we were able to help her. She was helping others. We were able to help her. So, um, mm-hmm. but yes, back to Evite. They were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I love them. I just wanted to catch on. I mm-hmm. want it, I want it to be normalized. The baby okay. shower tradition in this country started in the 1950s baby boom era after the war when the soldiers came back and they were throwing these parties to shower the expectant mother with gifts and encouragement and support. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be clear. I'm a black woman. I know that I wasn't part of that tradition when it was created in the 1950s. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. I mm-hmm. participate in it. I've gone to a hundred baby showers. I buy the gifts. I do all the things. But when oh, I thought about, was anybody even thinking of me, Calais, a black girl, when this tradition came to the United States? I don't Mm -hmm. think so. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to create my own tradition that everybody can enjoy, but that Mm -hmm. speaks to my experience. Mm -hmm. And what I'm most proud of is that when I leave this earth, Evite will still be here. And there will still be people to go online and say, I'm going to throw an IVF shower. I'm going to throw an adoption shower. I'm going to throw a surrogacy shower. Why Mm -hmm. not? Your your journey deserves a shower too. That's the slope. For sure. Your journey, journey. deserves a shower too. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Oh my goodness. That is like so beautiful. No, and it's just like, it's like almost like a self-check within a conversation because you do have to be more mindful. Like even though we think we could be the most knowledgeable, mindful, self-aware about the world, but it's like mm, when it's close to you, like I said, you're really not thinking that way because you're selfishly like, oh my God, yes. Oh, she's coming. And and you're sending out all these baby showers to just everybody, friends, family, everybody. And they could get that and just be like, you know, be like, I miscarried or I, something's going on with me or I'm infertile mm-hmm. or this and that or whatever. And you're, there's no, oh my God. Like yeah. you just gave me so many things to think about. Um, yeah. And I want to share this conversation 
Like, oh my God, when I tell you it's going on my personal Facebook, okay? Because <laughs> I need y'all to know this. I mean, this is a lot. It's a lot. We really do have to get out of, like you said, the bad periods, endometriosis. If it's that painful, listen to your body. Don't worry about that one through 10. Is it one through 10 pain? No, like you should not be having that much pain on your cycles right. like that. That is so very That's true. Right. So for you, I know and there's a lot of... Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say there's a lot of underlying conditions. I love that you brought up the endometriosis and your challenge with that. Mm -hmm. And I just think, you know, I'll be honest, until I was an advocate, I really didn't understand my reproductive health. I didn't know I was born with all the eggs I was ever going to have. I didn't learn that until I was in my thirties, y'all. And I say that because I don't want anybody to feel ashamed or feel like, wait, why didn't I know that? Because it's not taught to you. That's why you didn't know. Right. It. I and didn't even I, know that. that I'm in healthcare. Name correct. That. And that's why we're telling you right now that Thank they, you. they are, you are born with as many eggs as you're ever going to have. You do not make more as you age. It's egg quality goes down. There are different things in the environment that can cause it to go down, like mm -hmm. drinking water out of plastic bottles. Certain things like that can actually start to kill off eggs. There are a lot of underlying conditions that you may or may not be aware of. Like, like Koji said, endometriosis, fibroids, but there's also PCOS. Mm -hmm. There's also adenomyosis when the endometrial lining is inside of the uterine muscle itself. There's also block fallopian tubes yes. that happen. And what I will say is that if there are two people, one with sperm, one with egg that are trying to get pregnant and it's not working, test the sperm person first. Because the test that, that someone that is female or identifies as female has to go through is, first of all, very painful and also expensive. And I, before we get off of here, I just want to say that one third of all infertility cases between sperm and egg is female factor. One third of infertility cases between sperm mm -hmm. and egg is male factor. So before we leave this conversation, we have to understand mm -hmm. that male factor and us are basically equal, even though mm -hmm. women wear the face of infertility. Mm -hmm. And it usually looks like the finger is pointing at us. No, bro. No, sweetheart. Them swimmers might not have any more mobility. That mm -hmm. sperm count might be low. There may be a blockage to which there are procedures for men that have blockages. And men do not need to be ashamed or afraid of the fact that they, too, can think that they are fertile until they're trying and mm -hmm. realize, oh, wait, it's me? Mm -hmm. It's it's me that's that's the issue in this journey. Yeah. Yes. It is not yeah. a infertility is not just a female problem. We share it yeah. equally and mm -hmm. we also have to know that. That is so important. Thank you for saying that cuz I do know. Yeah, there are, that is very true. I'm not going to even go yeah. further, but it is very true and it is a very hard um hard. realization when that does happen, it can Correct. be very hard for the man to accept that. That's so right. you we have to learn about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You breaking yes. that down. There's a book, there's a book yeah. called this, 
It's the truth. There's a book called Semen Secrets that a good friend of mine, TJ Payton, wrote. Mm -hmm. Um, So please check check that out. All about male factor infertility, semen secrets, and and um, because her husband experienced it. And you you okay? Yes. So all of these Mm -hmm. advances that the women are wearing the faces of. It's not just us. It's not Mm -hmm. just us. Mm-mm. So don't it's carry that shame. Don't carry that shame. Don't carry mm-hmm. it. We yeah. as a society need to give each other grace and know that your journey is worthy. And um, we all have a different journey to parenthood. That you want to be a parent, you will be a parent. It may or may not happen the way you thought, mm-hmm. but just know that there's help and there's resources out there. That part. And I, when you say help and resources, I think too, yeah, before we get off here, I do want to ask you, I mean, listen, I ain't rich. Okay. Um, and so, you know, let's say I am in a long-term partnership with a woman and we decide to do IVF. We start to explore. I will say just explore, right? Because like you said, there's so many things now financially i mean what are some of those resources because that is such a beautiful experience but at the same time okay we may not have 30,000 sitting around or 40,000 or however much it is like yeah well first you should know that there are a lot of states that actually have infertility insurance now so people need to check with their actually i was just part of an initiative for California to cover insurance to cover IVF. And it was delayed um, in the passing of it and they will be bringing it back up. But just know, check your state specifically because there's a lot of states that now carry it. The people that I run with in the fertility streets, as I call them, we have been doing this for years, making sure that different employers um, start to carry infertility insurance. And if your employer and your insurance does not have it, go to your HR department at your job and ask them why not. Tell them you You want it. Because we are not opening our mouths. There's a really wonderful insurance company called Progeny. They cover infertility Mm -hmm. insurance and Mm -hmm. tell your employer, I know the company that covers infertility insurance that I need y'all to get in alignment with. And and um, that's right. I work with Progeny as well. They sent me to the Empire State Building. Progeny Insurance. We don't play these games. But also there are grants. If you are going through infertility, Cade Foundation, Broken Brown Egg, there are different grants out there on the internet. Look up your fertility advocates, your nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm working on a grant for an egg freezing grant for um, a Kelly Stewart egg freezing grant um, where I will be taking applicants. You have Mm -hmm. social media is a great resource to find out who's doing any kind of contest like I do or grants. Now, the other thing you can do, as we talked about the showers, is throw Mm -hmm. yourself an IVF shower. Register at PayPal.com or Venmo, the same way that they register at Target and Target and all the things. You right, girl, wait. Don't have any shame. See, I think that's what did that shame come out, girl. I was like, oh, wait. Well, get rid of it. Get rid of it and get rid of it quick. Because you know what? Like I said, there's nothing. 
something about your journey that is not valuable. Yeah. So why do you treat it like yeah. it's not? You know what I mean? That's true. And then sometimes, yeah. yeah, we're gonna have to save. Maybe we can't go on that vacation. Maybe we mm-hmm. can't buy that purse because mm-hmm. we're gonna we're, we have an egg fund, we have an IVF fund. Just another tip. One of the things that I did is I took out a new credit card. You know, when you get those credit card applications in the mail. Oh yeah, in the mail, yeah. Credit, and if you don't fix mm-hmm. it. But if you know, mm-hmm. you get a credit card application. I I just like called all of them and I was like, who's gonna give me the most, you know, line of credit? And whoever gave me the biggest line of credit, I signed up and I put my whole egg freeze on that. I was like, I'll worry about the money later. I right. will worry about paying for it later. Right now, I gotta get these eggs frozen as young as I can. And the mm-hmm. bill was about nineteen thousand dollars. I signed up for a credit card. They gave me $20,000 line of credit. And I was like, swipe it. Swipe okay. it. Okay. Thank you. Swipe the whole mm-hmm. thing then. Swipe. Okay. Yeah. And you'll pay. You'll figure it. You'll figure it out. Then throw your egg shower I after. I don't care. suggestions though. I Christmas didn't even think about it. Tell people you need money. All of those things. So yes, look online mm-hmm. for grants. Uh, throw the shower. Get okay. the credit card. Don't go on that vacation. Go mm-hmm. fund me. Do what you got mm-hmm. to do. Do what you got to do. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Got me. Listen, that gave me a little bit more hope. I'm like, okay, I'm single. <laughs> okay. I don't feel like I'm going to just be swinging on the porch somewhere, you know, till I'm 70. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I marry just the old lesbian swinging on the porch. You want to get I married? My, I do. That's the thing. Like, okay, so I then you're going to really get married. I, what we have to do, you have to speak it into existence. Yeah. And I and know. let me tell and let me just say this. This is getting personal audience, but it's okay. And let me just say this that your singlehood is a beautiful thing. Don't mm-hmm. look down upon it. Don't speak into it in a negative way. Don't feel like mm-hmm. it doesn't serve a very divine purpose. Mm-hmm. It does. Whatever God has in store for you, if this season is a single season, surrender to it in the mm-hmm. understanding. That it is there to grow you. It is there for you to plant new seeds. Whatever you need to learn about yourself in this Mm -hmm. season, go ahead and learn it. And your prayer should be, God, I I know you're preparing me. And I thank you in advance for the partnership and the marriage that you Mm -hmm. are bringing into my life. You have to believe that thing. And even if you don't believe it, say it anyway. There's something that my mother used to say to me when I would whenever I would say I'm not doing good in school or they didn't mm-hmm. like me in this audition and like, I'm just mm-hmm. so sick of it and I'm fat and I'm my, my thighs is getting bigger. She would always say, watch what you say about my child. Watch mm-hmm. what you say about yourself. Watch how you speak into your life. Watch mm-hmm. the way you talk about your life. Watch the mm-hmm. way that you talk about your future. No, you ain't going to be swinging on no church at 70 by yourself. If that's not what you want, don't claim it out your mouth. You're right. Do not claim it out your mouth. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your tongue is powerful. Mm -hmm. Your tongue is powerful. I talked about Evite on the Sherry show before they called. I said, Evite don't have an invitation for me. And now look, Evite has Mm -hmm. an invitation for everybody. 
So there is right. power in the tongue. All right. Uh, so I just wanted to right. offer that to you because I Thank also want to so invite much. to your wet to your wedding. I want to invite. Listen, okay. Listen, invite. when I walk down that aisle, I promise I better see Calais because I'll be like, girl. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, I need to. <laughs> yes, and you will, you will play this. You're going to play this podcast the night before your wedding. You're going to remember. That's when I stopped talking smack about my single life. Yes, I said, I that's when you. I stopped. That's, me. Get me ready. You. Prepare me. me. Ready. Yes, you got to get ready. Get me ready. Except, prepare me. Single season, you prepare me. Okay, I got you. It's a, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. You're it's right. a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You're right. The mm-hmm. tongue is powerful. You speak over negativity. That's all it's going to be. You are very right. That's well, it's gonna be. we're going to close this thing out. I've had, this has been so great. Like, thank you. Thank you. Because you did not have to take out your time. I know you have a lot of things, my dear, but I appreciate you for just taking out your time to inform me and the audience about such a important topic um women's health reproductive health and like you said hey hey men men out there listen semen secrets um that's a wonderful book like hey listen this this show is not just for women it's for men too so thank you for that information i know you have something coming up and i want you to make sure you get that out the reproductive medicine right Conference? Oh, I'm going to go to the, yes, I host all up in these fertility streets. So the American (laughs) Society of Reproductive Medicine, I'm going to be in New Orleans, Louisiana, October 15th, um, hosting for the American Society of the Reproductive Medicine. So those are my friends and that I'll be celebrating with the National Infertility Association with Resolve in November. So it's yeah, I, I stay busy in these Shady. streets. <laughs> That's why I said thank you for coming because honey, I know you in the streets. <laughs> I'm in these in streets. The street. I'm in these streets. <laughs> oh my I ain't God. in these and we we we're striking right now, but I stay in the fertility streets all Ooh. day, every day. Okay. Yes, yes. And you be, yes. you be in them streets too. So hey, I appreciate y'all. Like y'all are ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. thank you so much. Thank um, you. Tell the people, tell the people where they can find you though. Give your info. Well, y'all can find me at KSTEW222 on Instagram. I host a show called Warrior Wednesdays. It will be back later this fall where I talk to doctors. So you can get kind of free consultations with me, child. I have my favorite doctors on as well as other patients that are going through things. Celebrities come on and hang out and talk about their fertility journeys. So that's going to be later this fall in 2023. So you can follow mm-hmm. me at KSTU222 on Twitter. It's my name. It's Calais underscore Stewart. Uh, mm-hmm. The same with threads and TikTok, but I don't TikTok that much. Just follow me on I Instagram know. or Twitter. You know, I'd be yeah. on Twitter. I'd be on Twitter. Yeah. I'd be on yeah, that you, you be, with Koji all day. Be, all day. Yeah, you be on that X, because I'm a writer, so I'm a reader. So I don't do the pictures yeah. and the videos as much. I'm a writer, so I like reading. I like conversations, so I be on the X. Cody yeah. be there too, y'all, all the time. Yeah, I'll yeah. be there. We be there. I'll be there. Yeah, we be there. Okay, 
Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your night. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course.